this oh. this week on Hey, did you see this one? Talon is going to take over the. Um, the show. He's he's going to be hosting. So if this episode ends up being thirty hours long, that's why. That's uh, only be because that I ramble on sometimes and don't finish sentences. Can I do a little cheers? This is a yeah. There we go. A little cheers. A sentences are overrated. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, gentlemen. Give me two this seconds. Our... Let me just fix the camera a little bit. This is our first episode um, from the actual Hey, did you see this one uh, account, which is interesting uh, because it'll be cool to see who comes through. It might filter differently. Um, this account only has about 106 followers right now. Hopefully... Are any of them people we know? Uh, no, because this, this is my old, uh, Blossom Buddies Instagram. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of crossover from my Instagram where we typically do the show from, but the thing here is it's a lot, the way that I was getting followers was I was following a whole bunch of like TV, movie, sitcom accounts, and then unfollowing them and the ones that stayed safe. It's a little bit, <laughs> a little bit of behind the scenes for you. But if a goddamn you, grifter. I have a grifter. So, Willie Walid, if you're new here, please give us a follow. It helps us. What's up, Walid? Give us a follow on this account, and you won't miss any of our updates. Um, It does mean. Let me know when we're gonna have a game of pool again. It does mean that I might have to go back to actually writing reviews for these on my own Instagram. Oh. Because it's going to be confusing to be like, go over to this other page. Although maybe I'll, you know, touch some people through. But this is a big day for the show. This is episode, uh, this is like episode 24 now, I think. Um, and we're we've doing been, we've been, it, Peter. We're doing it. <laughs> we've been You're going. playing with us, Peter. So, Kaylin, if you get if you get tripped up, I'm typically the host. But since I don't want to. Jason, you know what? You know what? You've been, you've been, you take a load off. You've been putting in a lot of work. You, it's time for you to kick back, relax, put up your feet, have a drinky, um, let your rub hair some down. oils in your beard, some <laughs> scented oils. Very nice. And uh, and yeah, the the uh, with the and the in the. Uh, I remember you got, or, or so uh, I was rewatching the other one, and I think that's just something I say when I don't know what to say. When you guys were asking, I don't know what you mean by that. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, we also, Jason, did we did we uh, mention that we uh, hit our anniversary last month? No, but um, I didn't realize we hit our anniversary because when we started this show, we used to do an episode every three weeks minimum, yeah. like. At, at the most, yeah. But it, w- our first episode did happen around now. Our first episode was uh, "Kiss Kiss Bang Bang," I believe. That is correct. The unsuspecting Christmas movie. Right. Wait right. till next month, folks. We're gonna be back in full force with many Christmas movies that are are they Christmas movies? You decide. <laughs> you decide in the chat. But today. But today. Um, is hot rod. I gotta say this. You guys are all hot. pointing at the wrong thing for me. <laughs> <laughs> You're literally pointing at me. It's hot rod. It's, is your middle okay. name Rod? No. How about now? <laughs> it's got it. How about now? Nope. It's gotta be one of these. 
It's got to be. This is where where it is for me. The old really? hot rod, if you know what I mean. Ooh. <laughs> am, am I pointing at it now? No. No. Yeah. It's probably different for everybody. Okay. Well, but this I will probably... be the final one right here. <laughs> you're still not the, pointing uh, at it, Jason. <laughs> there you go. Now you're sort of. Oh, man. Cool. Are you making a swastika, Jason? Oh, nope. my God. <laughs> Censor us now. Shut us down. We're all going to jail. <laughs> well, I gotta say off the top minutes. though, gentlemen. Yeah, okay. This is quite possibly my favorite movie. I enjoy it so much, like from front to back. It's the per- it's it's my style perfectly. Like just the random little things, the Rambo. the the trying to make the same sound as a bell. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> um, I don't recall. No, no. Is it just going to be us quoting the movie for? <laughs> Pretty much. This, this whole page is basically just quotes. Just quotes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so good. It's so. It's full of so many quotables. I. I. I'm a little upset that I didn't hear about this movie or know about this movie when it originally like came out in theaters. I randomly came across this movie during one of my uh, random visits to HMV back in the day. I was like, oh, Andy Sandberg, he's a funny guy. Let me get this. And then I watched it, and I was instantly hooked right in. Gentlemen, what was, uh, have you guys seen this movie before? Uh, and if so, like, what was your intro? And if not, what were your feelings watching it uh Yesterday, or uh, today. I I have seen this movie before. Um, I saw it in theaters when it came out. Um, I was a pretty big fan of the Lonely Island, even when they were doing digital shorts. Yep. Um, pre SNL, um, just two guys having a good time is one that comes to mind. <laughs> if you're not familiar, I don't know if that holds up, but I remember laughing a lot when I was in uh, post secondary. But um, when I first saw this movie, it definitely, it struck a chord in a good way. I thought it was extremely funny. I laughed it throughout. I may have been under the influence of something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I saw it in theaters and then I saw it a couple times over the years since it came out. Uh, I think it came out in 2007. I so, that's correct. quite some time ago. Um, I you know, maintained my fandom of the Lonely Island through SNL and um, even that last movie that they made, the, the pop star movie, was it was all right. Oh, yeah. It wasn't wasn't it was the fine. best thing, but it wasn't it wasn't it was, yeah. It was okay, yeah. It had some moments. Um, and uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine is pretty pretty hilarious. Um, so yeah, I, I think that my I mean I don't want to get too deep into the discussion about the movie just yet because this is just our first yeah, impression. Yeah, keep it light, keep it light. This is just the yeah, intro. Okay. So yeah, when I first saw this movie, I thought it was the cool beans. I thought it was cool beans. <laughs> cool, beans. Cool, cool, cool beans. Cool beans. Cool, 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 cool beans. Sending it over to you, Jason. So I didn't see it in theater. Um, I don't think. Uh, I would have been about, let's see, 2007. I was like 22, 23, maybe. 
So I was partying a lot. So, but this movie, this movie struck me the same way. Like I, I'm with you, Caitlin. This is one of my favorite comedies just below Step Brothers. And in, in saying that <clears throat> it's one of those comfort comedies that I can always watch and enjoy. I mean, when I originally saw it, it blew my fucking mind. I will say this time, I do watch this movie pretty pretty often, like every couple of years. Yeah. Uh, and I and I've always I've you know I would have watched it this year, regardless if we were going to do it on this podcast or not. But um, it didn't. Maybe it's because I had to be a little bit more analytical. Yeah. You know, I couldn't just put it on and zone out. I was also stone cold sober. Because I, you know, had it on in the background. Uh, it's trying to analyze a movie like this almost sucks the joy out of it. And yeah. that is kind of the, the problem. But I do, you know, all the moments that I love about this movie, and like Steve said, I won't get into it too much until we get into like the, the body of the episode. Um, they, they hold up, they made me laugh. Um, some scenes went on for much shorter than I had thought. And some scenes went on for much longer than I had remembered. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, I do love this movie slightly just below Step Brothers as of two of my top, top five comedies of all time. It was originally supposed to be for uh, Will Ferrell. As yeah. Hot Rod? Yeah, uh, yes. well, I guess so, yeah. Yeah, he was supposed to be the main character. And I think once the Lonely Island guys took over, they, they revamped it. Yeah, um, I think the like a, a prime example is at the end of the movie when he goes to heaven or whatever when he's like hallucinating <laughs> and he sees the the grilled cheese fighting the taco. He was literally supposed to meet Evil Knievel and have like a heart to heart with him kind of thing. And I think Akiva is it Akiva the guy who Akiva, directed yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Akiva, Akiva. Yeah, when he was reworking the script as he did for a lot of the jokes in the movie, he was like, "This makes too much sense." <laughs> for the structure of the movie and we're changing things so much so that it doesn't make sense that yeah. we have to make it something random that is a callback that isn't evil can evil because that's that that makes too much sense for what we're doing we have to make it something obscure I like and that it. makes sense for a will ferrell movie too because look at look at uh talladega nights talladega nights has lots of like weird uh you know uncanny jokes that make sense in the plot um, where in this one, it's a, just a stream of consciousness, and it feels like it feels like a Lonely Island sketch, like a, an hour and twenty seven minute Lonely Island sketch. I would say that it feels like one hundred and twenty seven Lonely Island sketches, yeah. lined up back to front. With together. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. What's something funny in this kind of situation? What's something yeah, I, funny I think in this kind of situation? My, that's my main issue with the movie. Um, I don't dislike this movie by any means. Um, I still enjoyed most of it. And there were some really funny moments that made me laugh out loud. I was watching it with two friends, which as I say, um, watching Help. movies with people, it does, it gives you sort of like this clarity that you don't regularly have when you're by yourself. Cause you're not thinking have they seen it before. Yet. Um, I don't think either of them had seen it before. I actually, you know what? I think Brian said he had seen it, but not for a long time. And then my other friend, Ryan hadn't seen it at all. Um, Anyway, we don't need to talk about what they thought. <laughs> They're not here. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Brian is. But uh, <laughs> Brian, let us know in the chat. Let's let us know in the chat all of your thoughts. I, I, I want to stay in the chat. Um, I 
I didn't dislike it, but I did not enjoy it nearly as much as I used to. And I found myself a few times throughout being like, oh, it's surprising how much your sense of humor and your sensibilities in terms of what you think is funny can change yeah. even in like a two year period. Cause I'm sure I've seen this a couple of years ago, like not that long ago. And I remember thinking it was much funnier than, uh, than I did during this watch through. And there was a few moments that I legitimately was like, "Ugh, this is actually kind of painful to watch at this point. Like um, what? Oh, the cool beans part. I was like, the cool beans part. It was that went on anymore. It went on. It's the only time in the movie I like audibly cringed. And Mm. it, I don't remember, like, I love that style of like Tim and Eric, like, like anti-comedy, but after watching actual jokes and then seeing what I thought was an anti-comedy bit be played like a right, like just straight comedy. I just, I, my sense of humor has kind of evolved out of that. And it just kind of came off as like a childish weird joke, but I'm sure yeah. in 2007, I was probably like, Oh my yeah. God. Well, like, I Golly people, me. I know who people who still say cool beans, not because they were saying it before this movie, but because of this movie, it sort of put it into the lexicon of people's vocabulary. And they still say it to this day. Like they'll text me, Hey, you want to go to the park and hang out? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll be there at this time. And they'll text me back. Cool beans. Not cool said, yeah, not because they used to say cool, cool beans, but they saw this movie and it turned into a thing that they would say. And you would giggle like, oh, yes, cool beans. Hilarious. Um, it's layered like I, that. Yeah. But, you know, like, and I, <laughs> I tend to really enjoy absurdist comedy, but I think that I enjoy absurdist comedy when they're uh, when the universe itself is dictated by the randomness. So like something like Airplane or the scary movie movies, like where everything is absolutely bug nuts down to like somebody walking in the background is wearing a ridiculous costume or something um you know wet hot american summer where like when they they're like going for an afternoon in the town and they're they're doing like heroin and stuff. they're doing and heroin like, and, one and, of them yeah. has like a full stand-up bit and it's like <laughs> craziness and like there are moments of that craziness in this movie but it's not dictated by the craziness in terms of like the universe is crazy it's just there are these weird moments where they are doing something that so far removes you from the reality that you're not, it, it's just there for the sake of being there, in my opinion. Um, I liked the part at the end when he's, you know, summoning all the animals and he'd been summoning them throughout the movie. And I particularly like that the way that moment is shot. I kind of wish that there was more stuff like that throughout the movie um, that made you feel more like you're in a cartoon world as opposed yeah. to like, oh, he just fucks his stunts up over and over again, and then there's a footloose moment in the middle, <laughs> which just like pulls you out <laughs> of reality again. Uh, but anyway, like I think that there's just there's like this disconnect between the the story, which is again, there's not much of a story. Um, it's a guy chasing his dreams and wanting to kick his stepfather's ass. That's all yeah. you need. Yes, but yes. It, I also keep asking throughout this movie. It, much like Step Brothers is clearly defined that they're emotionally stunted forty-five-year-old men who never left home. But in this world, they're all—they act like thirteen-year-olds and interact yeah. with thirteen-year-olds. Like middle school, yeah, like they—they they so like they're middle school kids, yeah. Is it is it a joke? Is that the joke that was maybe written out of the movie or something? Where it's like what Hot American Summer, where they're clearly thirty years old, but they're playing teenagers, that's, or again, is it? It's un, it's unclear, right? That's the I wrote that down as well, being like, how old are they supposed to be? 
it doesn't make sense because they're clearly all in their late twenties, but they're, again, yeah. they're some of them are dressed like children. Like what's so, well, my theory dressed like a child. <laughs> my theory is that Dave, like Bill Hader's character, uh, not Bill Hader. Uh, yeah. Bill Hader. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking of John Hader there, the guy that played Napoleon Dynamite. That's why I got confused for a sec. But Bill Hader plays this character that is clearly the creepy guy who hangs around high schools and is just a little bit too old. And Danny McBride feels like his buddy, who's maybe a little bit younger, and they're kind of older. But then, but then Rod is like fourteen years old, and then uh, Yorma, who plays his little his stepbrother, is literally like ten. And that's that's how they're emotionally presented to us. And then uh, Isla Fisher, she's like, but then it's like you went to college. So she's yeah. got to at least no, be that, 20. Isn't that the thing? Yeah, didn't he say that? Like, he, when she got back, oh, you look different or whatever? Like, I, so I assume they're, like, early 20s is basically... Well, and also, also when it's revealed I that... I think it's the... also supposed to be confusing purposefully. Like, I think that they've done this specifically so that we are having this discussion right now to be like, how old are they supposed to be? And then we all realize, oh, it doesn't matter. It <laughs> doesn't matter. There, there is one more clue. There is one more clue, though, that, that it's, like, the when they reveal that the stepfather had been sick for the last 20 years. And oh, she's like, we've been yeah. keeping this from you for 20 years. years and it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's clearly 20, but they, why do they interact with no, so like many high school kids? Maybe it's, well, maybe it's just, maybe it's just because this town is so small that literally everybody knows each other. So you would interact with, like with 15 year olds. No, I, I was done. <laughs> I'm done with this podcast. <laughs> but i think that i think where they come from like their their town or whatever also plays a role in their mentality right love you bonang with an exclamation point bonang what's up jordan good to see you we're watching hot rod. hot rod stick around stick around it'll be funny <laughs> it'll be more funny than the movie i was talking about the movie hot rod will be more funny than the movie hot rod <laughs> that's like, a bold claim oh this um, this dude's my, one of my favorite characters in the whole shit okay so let's talk about characters who's your guys's favorite character i'm gonna um, have to say I mean, here let me dictate jason you first okay i'm gonna have to say obviously rod because he's the main main character with dave's acid story is the best fucking moment in cinematic history. <laughs> <laughs> so I and then when Yorva puts on the hat and then like glides off camera, I've loved that. I wait for that scene, and then he's skateboarding down the road, like down the street, all fucked. And he does. <laughs> and like, like, turns around. Yeah, I will say that uh, during my watch through, that got an audible laugh from Ryan, like Ryan who was pretty stoic through the whole movie, laughed out loud during the, the acid scene when he put the hat on and, like, nice. like zipped away. <laughs> I mean, like, so naturally. Ryan with an I? Or I-A-N? Like, Ryan Johnson, I mean, the Brian director? two different ways, but is there two different Ryans? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe in some, some different are you, place. Are you playing a character from Hot Rod right now? <laughs> <laughs> Seems like something they'd ask in the movie. It's your front yard too. Just do it. <laughs> um, Steven, my, fa my favorite yes. character is most definitely um, 
Ian McShane. He is he he had the most moments that made me laugh out loud. But um, which Danny one's McBride, Ian McShane? He's the dad. He's, the stepdad. Uh, he's Frank. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Uh, his his introduction, the first line he says in the movie is, never sneak up on a man who's been in a chemical fire. Yeah, I wrote <laughs> that down. Very funny. <laughs> uh, which I, I don't even know what it means. Like, does being in a chem chemical fire make you crazy? Does it make you paranoid? Does it make you more reflexive? Like, I don't, I don't know what it means, but it made me laugh. Um, he have superpowers. Favorite character because I think he had the funniest moments and he is you know like a classically trained Shakespearean actor in this like, ridiculous <laughs> bonkers cartoon universe and he yeah. seemed like he was having just as much fun as everybody else. Um, I love that he leg sweeps him <laughs> as well. That was funny, but oh, the funniest Rhodesian. line in the movie to me, the funniest thing to come out of somebody's mouth <laughs> is Danny McBride when he says. Uh, he says, no, I'm not, I'm not getting a lot of good sleep lately. I keep having this recurring dream where I'm trapped in a castle and I have to fight a thousand wizards. <laughs> and the only way for me to beat them is to punch them in the face as hard as I can. And so I'm punching all these wizards and then I kill them all. And then all, all of their wizard wives come Wise. and they want to have sex with me. <laughs> <laughs> and it went on, like, for the perfect amount of time of, like, a ramble that I... Uh, I started laughing and then I continued to laugh and then it ended and I kept laughing afterwards because I was like, and then the, the thing that follows that up is the, I like to party moment, which again, feels oh, like a, yes. it feels like an SNL digital short, which that didn't we gotta land talk for about me. That. We, I need to talk about that scene so much. The, okay. We, <laughs> so what I'm no, saying no. is that the line that precedes that scene worked for me so much more than the actual scene after it, which I was like, you know, it felt like a drawn out joke, like, you know, like a family guy joke where they keep saying the same thing over and over again. And it's supposed to be yeah. funnier the longer you go. It felt like one of those, but it, it didn't work for me this time. And I also think the, it was in the trailer. What about, what about the, 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 so they're, they're doing, he's like, let's do the introduction kind of thing. I'm Rod. I'm the stuntman or whatever. Or no, yeah. I like the party. Sorry. Uh, I, I like the party. Hey, I'm Dave. I like the party. He's like, no, I just said that. Why don't you say something else? <laughs> I'm Dave. I'm the stuntman. Like, okay, no, never mind. <laughs> but then, then Ke yeah. Kevin says, I'm Rod. I'm a stuntman. He's <laughs> like, you're not Rod. You're Kevin. Yeah. I, I, Kevin, I party. No, I know for a fact you definitely do not party. I like so the party. After all of that, after telling all of them that they don't party, basically, only he parties. And then he's like, let's party. And let's is let us. So they're all going to party like that, that, that bit. It's like one of those, like, what, what kind of, how, what, like, what kind of joke is that? What is that called? Like a misdirect? Could be. Um, it's sort of a misdirect. Yeah, I guess. Cause they're, they're subverting. It's like subversive, a subversive. Yeah. But I mean, is it subversive when you know it's coming? Like, <laughs> well, it's subversive. Like the first time you saw it, it, it it's, it might have actually played them as subversive, right? Like right, that's yeah. the problem with well, the if you I don't. Seen this long enough that I couldn't remember that stuff. So, like, that's true. Like, okay. And yeah. if you don't like this kind of comedy, like I could see somebody coming in and having the same conversation with us who doesn't have this sense of humor and yeah. being like, "All of this is stupid." And somebody <laughs> like me, who this is my exact sense of humor, and I'm 36 years old, and I'm fucking. I've seen this movie 20 times and I still laugh at the same jokes that I know are coming. Like when right. he fucking, they do the downhill luge 
and he, the guy comes, he smashes into the RV and the window smashes out, which this window smashing in this movie is all fantastic. Uh, the dude comes and out. Genuinely and genuinely so, sorry about the window. Somebody, yeah, somebody's going to get their dick hole smashed. And then Danny McBride's character fucking just beats the shit out of him. Like, I knew uh, that was excuse coming. Excuse me, Danny McBride's character yells, I've been drinking green tea all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then beats And then beats this guy's ass. He's got, like, two feet on him. Uh, it's, it's like, that kind of shit makes me laugh out loud. That is is subversion. Like, where you, you think that the big giant man is gonna, like, comedically beat up Andy Samberg, but then Danny McBride, who is, like, the shortest out of all of them, just sucker punches (laughs) the guy right directly in the face, and then throws garbage totally his hat now. Yeah. Um, that, the, the, the beating up stuff didn't work for me so much as the... The, the the dialogue so like that's the other thing for me is that i think that i find dialogue a lot more hilarious than uh physical humor uh as much as i did think that the fact that he was shorter and he punched the guy in the face and the guy dropped like a sack of shit was was funny um it's the it's the dialogue that he's yelling while he's doing it that that works for me i guess and yeah. i i found that throughout the movie um there were a lot of moments that were lacking clever writing and it was all based around um funny performances physical performances or um just complete ridiculousness um which is fine like again absurdity is great and i there is a special place for it in my heart but andy's face is elastic to your point about like kind of the physical comedy of it like just the faces that he makes yeah so like i mean there's a part where uh Frank, he's like, I like, he's like, I, I will get you. He's like, you can't get me. It's too late. And he's like, I'm gonna get you. And then he like hits him with a cane in the face, and it's just like, Psh! and then he yells like, I hope you enjoy being married to Satan, and runs away. Or whatever. <laughs> like the line, the line isn't that funny, but like his his delivery of it is what elevates the, that yeah. moment, right? And then the but, way he runs away, like all like and, like super animated, like a Muppet almost. I, I feel like Andy Samberg's <laughs> acting style sometimes is m- Muppet. Yeah, but so again, like watching like all of Brooklyn Nine Nine and everything that he's done since, I know that Andy Samberg is is a capable actor on top of doing this crazy stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Which means that he can probably he's probably got the chops to deliver some very funny dialogue, and he does a few times in this movie, but not enough. And um, like another one of the most like funny parts to me in the movie is when he asks out the like the woman at like the burger stall or whatever. <laughs> and then Bill Hader <laughs> is like, oh man, good job. I am green with jealous rage right now. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's funny because you don't expect him to say that. And it's like, it's clever ish. Um, well, they were setting that up. They were setting that bit up too. Cause he's at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. He kept talking to her. Why do you call yourself Voltron? Because it's badass. Oh, I don't know, because it's super badass. <laughs> the oh, One of my God. favorite deliveries, and I don't know what it is I like so much about it, but one of my favorite deliveries of uh, <laughs> of uh, Andy's or, or Rod, whatever, is um, when they're, when he's talking to Frank about, uh, uh, you know, getting, this, getting a, the heart transplant or whatever. He's like, oh, yeah, 50000 Who's going to pay for it? You? like no like i don't know what it is but that delivery i fucking love 
so like it's one of the one of my favorite like bits out of it. The so Jace Man, you mentioned Hot Rod. Steven, you mentioned Frank. I uh I gotta say, I'm gonna give some love to uh Richardson. He I Oh, is that the guy who comes like, on. does the humping thing? The well, he, he's got a few things. So like as soon as he comes on, he just puts a smile on my face. He's like, you know, <laughs> cool, Richardson. Uh you're being a tool. It's like there's no tool in this pool. Maybe if you let me join your crew. <laughs> it's like you don't do anything. Oh, don't I? Like I love what, what he's see? handing out. I love when he's handing out flyers and he's walking up to like a full family of people and throwing the whole stack of flyers at them. That shit gets that. That was some of the like me laughing out loud moments. Yeah, in my yeah, living room. It is good to see him in the movie because he's one of the uh, the original. He was part of their like their internet stuff before they got in with SNL. Like he was, was he? in all their videos. Yeah. So like the nice. first movie break they got, they're like, well, we got to put Richardson. In. Yeah. I don't know if that's his real name, but I assume it probably is. It probably is. Yeah. yeah that sounds like, you know, that's, that's cool. I, uh, I, I haven't seen much. I've listened to all the albums. I know I can recite their the turtleneck and chain, like back and forth, back and forth and back and forward, but like forth and back. Fourth and back, their their original sketches before SNL. I don't think I've ever seen, and I, from what I understand, a lot of them are just like redone on SNL, maybe. Um, yeah, it's sort of like a Tenacious D or Flight of the Concord situation where Ooh, they, the had, they had the bones of the song, and yeah. when they did the show, they you know either manipulated things or changed it slightly um, to fit into a music video because. Not a, not always is something that sounds funny in in terms of what you're saying is going to translate as well to screen. So or they'll have to like you know change it because we can, we don't have the budget to have you bungee. Steven, when are you going to direct uh, some uh, either music video or short short film or feature full feature length or what's up? <laughs> Who me? Yeah, uh, maybe one day. I mean, yeah. You know, can I do something in it? <laughs> yeah, sure. You can be Richardson. You can you can hump the air. <laughs> And every and then one day, ten years from now, someone else so will this, be doing the podcast. They'll be like, you know, who I'm lonely give love to Kaylin. <laughs> and you just hump. Lonely Island um, started a, a really interesting SNL tradition that was sort of con after they all left. They were you know writers on the show. Andy was an actor. They had the, the digital short. Then Beck Bennett and Kyle Mooney came and they they had they actually had internet videos that you can find. It's the same idea where a lot of the ideas from the original sketches came over to SNL. Um, and now I was watching a recent episode of SNL and they've got a new. There's like a new trio of comedians and they're doing some new, it, it's not called digital short. It's called like, I don't know. I can't remember anyway, but they're doing the same thing now. And they had, I, I saw some pretty funny, a really funny one where it's like, you know, Pete Davidson is like super famous now and he is always dating. He's super popular, hot super days. famous. He's always dating the hot, like the number, like he's somehow dating Kim Kardashian. Like what? Uh, after dating Ariana Grande. He's probably like, very uh, charming and funny in real life. Or they're I believe it. Or they're all attracted to mental illness. Oh, I mean, it's, that I've could be it, it too. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's, it, I think Lonely Island really, you know, it all goes back to their biggest one, and it's like Lazy Sunday. And you, you can see you can see that spark, because Lazy Sunday would have come out just just before this movie probably. 
It's like literally like, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was, so it was, I do love the early, pa- yeah, it was close. I do, this movie reminds me of an era of early internet and this kind of comedy sticks with me still because this is the kind of comedy I'm looking for, uh, you know, in a TikTok. Well, it, it does it, feel, this, yeah, this it, it brand feels, of humor. It feels, uh, it feels very um, ahead of its time in terms of like, this is now sort of the kind of humor that Gen Z encapsulates where it's like, okay, um, I'm going to have a person talking on screen and then all of a sudden there's a, a, a freeze frame of a banana and somebody blowing up their <laughs> microphone. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> like you could, like it, this movie isn't too bad. Like it's not too adult. You could have easily have seen this movie when you were 10 years old in 2007 and it fucking probably formed your whole comedic future. Like I, I was already yeah. formed, you know, I was already 20 when this movie came out. So um, this, yeah, it, it was just, to us. It was like, okay, it, this is a new type of humor that I haven't seen before. Um, there was like a yeah. randomness to it, almost like so. Like, yeah. Jace, you saw like like so. I started a page, or whatever. Uh, ADD, right? Like just yeah. like short little yeah. things, and like so exactly what you're saying, like a precursor to like what's happening now these days. And, and what uh, you're doing on ADD comedy or ad comedy, as I like to call it, what you're doing is literally TikToks. So <laughs> you're gonna. I I need help. I don't understand technology. I'll I'll, fi- I'll help you figure it out. What you gotta out. do is you gotta go to the app store and you gotta download TikTok. It's free. TikTok the app. It's free. You press yeah. the install button. It installs right quick. Is it very free? quick for you. But I thought it's free. It doesn't. Isn't there some sort of uh, um, uh, like battle because TikTok is like from like China or something? No. No, the, the TikTok that you're watching in in Canada is the American TikTok. Yeah, they're, they're sound, owned by a parent. Like a conservative. Sound yeah, like it, they're owned. Conservative. They're owned by a parent company, which is Chinese. But they're not trying to. They're not trying. They are. Try, it's much worse than what you think. Actually, people think I that they're trying to invade us defeated? here. They think. Hold on. They, they're they conservatives think that we're they're trying to literally invade the United States and North America through TikTok. It's much right. more malicious than that. They're trying to make us just look at TikTok as much as possible to make to that's you know they're just it's more to, it's more to keep you on TikTok and they yeah. want the globe to do it. Yeah. And Facebook, you know, Mark Zuckerberg wants that too. You know, like well, that's kind of the new currency, the where you give your attention to. Your time, time is currency in in this version of our weird future. So, but uh, this is a p- podcast about Hot Rod and no, Hot is the- Rod, <laughs> and he feels all defeated and finds out that his dad never was a stuntman. And so he's not actually ever destined to be a stuntman. It's like, well, I'm just going to be a normal person and buy a grocery cart full of alcohol. <laughs> the biggest grocery cart full with the most alcohol. And his friends see him and they're like, what the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> Come on, we got to get the band back together. Uh, so, Kaylin, is your costume this week, uh, you, you kind of do a, a, a reference to every movie. Is this, a, is this a reference to Andy Samberg? To uh, quit. His adult adulting get up. I unfortunately didn't have any overalls, so I had to go. I had to fall back on what I could do. I have a jumpsuit somewhere that I really wish that I had access to because uh, I wanted you to should've. put the jumpsuit on. Yeah. Steven, quick question: Do you like do uh, do uh, I saw a mannequin or, or not a mannequin, but like a thing, like uh, like a, a fashion model body thing? Do you make clothes or something? 
Uh, no, my partner uh, does cosplay and makes costumes. Nice. Yes. <laughs> um, I've seen them. Yeah, they're good. <laughs> they're very good at making uh, cool superhero costumes and stuff. I can do Johnny Depp characters pretty good. I've seen yeah. that too. I've seen your <laughs> Benny or whatever his name was, Sam. I've seen. Uh, I've also Boston. seen your. <laughs> I've also seen your reverse, uh, Buster Buster Keaton. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, there's a poster so, in Kevin's room that I wanted to talk about because I wasn't sure if it was a real poster or if it was a fake poster. Hit and us. we all for had, had a brief moment while we were watching the movie. It was like, you guys think that's real or fake? Because it's so oh, right, out okay. of focus. They don't show it. And it's which, called which Whoopie Boys. Right. Yeah, Whoopie yeah Boys. okay. So I looked it up. I have never seen this movie or ever heard of it. But the synopsis of the movie was two New York hustlers go to, a, go to Palm Beach, Florida and enroll in a charm school to please an heiress. <laughs> mm, maybe we should do that movie one day, guys. Or you just make that movie. It's called <laughs> Whoopie Boys. I don't it's think that's real. Boys. Yeah. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that's a it's a hilarious fake poster for the background. Instagram has green screen now, and I'm gonna make a movie. Do it. I'll 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 film something to put in your movie. I could be it's a guy be on a TV. Forty-five minutes. I already had the script written. It's called Five's a Crowd. I could be a guy on a screen. If you want? I'm down with that. It could happen. Yo, technology. I can be the narrator. Right? <laughs> I could also be the narrator. We could be the dueling narrators. <laughs> hey, get out fighting, no, fighting. Get out. Hey, no, it's my turn to talk. And then no, Caleb went down. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. No, that's not how you describe it. <laughs> <laughs> Let can me we, give it a okay, the so old college eight. try. <laughs> that's top, not how you describe top it. Scene, some top scenes. <laughs> The the when he's describing the plan of like okay we're gonna do this and then we're gonna do this and then we're gonna do this. Well, first off, there's the little interruption from Bill Hader's character Dave. It's like I gotta go to work. I gotta go to work. <laughs> <laughs> so they go with him. He's and then they do the different scenes, even though it's a linear. The like the explanation is all linear, but it's different scenes. So obviously there's different time lapses or whatever. But so I find that part funny. But then the best part is when randomly it's just this uh, like homeless guy uh, saying like, okay, then we're going to need to get a lot of carts. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I laughed out loud at that. And also during that scene, uh, when they're on the Zamboni, I couldn't, I just had a moment where I was like, so they let this like burnout just like work at this place, probably <laughs> sharpening skates, which is already a lot for a guy who does acid all the time. Clearly uh, very stoner. But do they? Can I go get a job at a at a rink, and then they teach me how to drive a zamboni? I mean, because I want to drive. Yes, I'm gonna say yes. I want to. I want to drive a zamboni. <laughs> I, I, I don't think there's a zamboni driving school. Also, I bet there's. I feel three like those things. are probably really easy to drive. They're so slow. It's that's true. You just like go in a, a circle. Like yeah. A, like a pedal and a steering wheel. That's it. I'm. I'm an expert at golf carts, so I could that probably like, drive a like Zamboni. Like a, highly, uh, a highly protected union job. You'd be like, I want to drive the Zamboni. And they'd be like, nope, I've been driving it for 40 years. And I'm yeah. <laughs> 15 until ah. my retirement, so you can get the fuck out of here. You probably need a certification that takes like six minutes to get, like, you know, uh, the certification that you get yeah. for a forklift. 
I certify you, Jason. Thank you. I'm going to go to my Zamboni job now. Yeah. You probably also have to, like, know how to, like, fill it and stuff and, like, do a bunch well, of Well, that's what I'm wondering. Have you ever seen a Zamboni go? They do it so perfectly. It's this, yeah, like, perfect just, circle that, that just... goes in. And then yes, you got to know I've how to, like, Zamboni. you got to know how to leave so it doesn't fuck the ice up, too. You got to do these, you, you know. If anything, you... you overshoot or, like, over, like you know what I mean? Because you want to have your yeah. little brush thing beside where the last brush thing was. But I would do a little bit more. But here's the thing about ice, Kaylin. Here's the thing that you may not understand. When ice, when when, <laughs> I, yeah, Steve's falling asleep. But when you when you get just the littlest bit of of you know bump on the ice, a skit a skate can hit that and kill. Are you telling me? Are you trying to say that they're putting the thing right beside the thing? Yes, that's why I wondered if you need to go to Zamboni school you, during this really? scene. Dude, they can send a robot to give you your Uber Eats now. We don't need people to drive those. <laughs> but then why don't they have a robot Zamboni? Because a Zambrobot. Zambonis are probably 30 to 40 years old. They probably haven't made a new Zamboni in a very long time. It's like a, uh, uh, what's it called? 64 still works just so you blow it in. It's true. You they're shouldn't blow in your Nintendo 64 what also. Is they're waiting for all of the unionized Zamboni drivers to die so they can replace <laughs> them with the robot Zamboni That's drivers. probably what it is. My favorite scene in this movie was the acid scene, which I brought up already, and the uh, downhill illusion scene, which I brought up already. But the final, like, the, the best shot, in my opinion, even though it looks super fake, is when he goes off the jump for the 15, and then he's like, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, and they cut to Bill Hader going, like, in slow motion, and then they zoom out, and he's this far from the motorcycle, and they're both going like this, and they come back to Bill Hader, and he's going, <laughs> no! I Chef's kiss. That was... I do good, like that, that he also comedy. gives a thumbs up, and I think it cuts to Danny McBride, and he says, don't give a thumbs up, no. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> don't do that. Um, You're creme de la creme. I do like that they maintain that he never successfully does a stunt. Like it's never. <laughs> not a single stunt that he tries to perform succeeds. That's a good point. I never noticed that. Yeah. Well, doesn't. him getting beaten almost to death uh, as the human pinata, I guess, is a success. But he always gets <laughs> almost mortally injured. Yeah. Uh, I guess getting hit by a, a washer dryer uh, while he has oh. a bunch of foam on is a I success. Wanna I want to get dressed up in bubble wrap Don't. and pillows, and I want you guys to hunt me with a van. No. <laughs> no. No. Pro probably not going to do that. Uh, I have to do highly. Oh, I've got that in my garage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Can we all no. celebrate with bubble wrap next time we celebrate together? Yeah, as long yeah. as you don't try and wrap yourself in it and get us to hit you with baseball bats or something. Or even just I'll pop in my mouth. Just pop some bubble wrap. I'll do that, yeah. Uh, yeah, I wrote down birthday fire, but I don't remember why I wrote that down. <laughs> so. Well, he, one of the things in that montage was him at a birthday party and he's just on fire. I know, but I can't Oh. I'm like, I have something to say. What would you think if you had that at your birthday when you were six? Would you I would have been stoked. Or be I would have been yeah. so stoked. The the thing that would have freaked me out though is when he tried to like be in a do like a Harry Houdini barrel escape act thing. Yeah. Oh, in the water? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that nightmare. But the on fire bit. You, you don't like oh, chef kiss also. 
I mean, I, I did think no. it was funny that Danny McBride pulled out a pistol to shoot the lock off. At, at a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, um, my creme de la creme, my, my, the, 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 I think it might be my favorite scene, and I posted it today, is when he does the whole awkward, you, you look pretty. It's like, what? <laughs> it's like, uh, I said you look shitty. Good night, yeah. Dave. <laughs> that, that was probably the most quoted line of that movie from, from my friends after this movie came out because it's so, I don't know how to even describe perfect. why that's funny. It's so it, yeah. It's, it's the macho douchebag character, but also, like, we know that also he's sensitive. brother from the Goonies. What? What? He, his, his, like, his, his, like, his, his thing that he was trying to go for was the big brother from the Goonies. He looks like he's got that, that, like, style or whatever going on. Oh, okay. The band and the, the cutoff and then the slides or whatever. I was like, did I miss an entire Josh Brolin cameo? <laughs> it was a call out. It was a hat tip. I, I did really like the scene after the the, uh, the flash dance or the uh, dirty dancing dance montage in the woods. Um, I really love the fact that he trips and falls down a hill for like a solid minute. That's the, that kind of comedy gets me too. Oh, dad band. One thing this movie Ryan has the dad band in it. During that falling part, Ryan, during the movie, he, he turned to me and he said, I kind of wish that he fell through more biomes. <laughs> like, he just wanted to see him, like, <laughs> fall through, like, a swamp and, like, a like an Arctic setting and, like, just falling forever. That, like, you know, that, that would have fit. That would have fit. Yo, that Vancouver fit. has different... Um, Vancouver, I think, is one of the only places that experiences, like, I think four different types of uh, like climates or whatever. Oh uh, yeah, the, what's where there, it looks there like are a few, uh, There's a few provinces in Canada that have multiple biomes. Yeah, uh, there think, you go. I That's think, a word. Uh, I think Calgary. Yeah, he, he said it. Calgary <laughs> has, I think, four. Which this is was filmed in Vancouver, crazy. by the way. Right. I mean, Halifax, Nova Scotia, it, literally, maybe you don't experience four biomes, but you can experience four different weathers in an hour most yeah. of the time. That's because you're, you're, you're by, like, the, the most open body of water still connected to the ocean in Canada. Yeah. And Other also, it's, ocean. Yeah. it's just south enough that you get weird, like, warm summers that are wet because it's by the ocean, it's in north enough that the nor'easter dips down and just fucks it up in the winter sometimes. The and wet it, summers it, are the worst. I can't, that's, yeah. that's what does it for me. I'm wearing, like, shorts and a t-shirt, and I still, like, I walk a block and I'm sweating through all of it. And it's been raining for four days, but it's like, you're also, yeah, it's also 25 degrees, it, so you're you're sweaty, and it's what you're wet from rain, and, like, it, it never dries. It never dries. Yeah. Seems like you're. It's like a like a fallout city, you know. Like yeah, like you're expecting some bog zombies to pop up, some ghouls. Dude, Far Harbor, the the Far Harbor expansion for Fallout Four is yeah. just how is just Nova Scotia. It like it's so <laughs> fucking. It was crazy I how I was like, and I played it just after I had gone to your wedding, I think. and so I had just been to Nova Scotia. I'm like, I think that this is Far Harbor, guys. And then some guy, I think it, some guy at the gas station said, whatever you say, smooth skin. And I was like, oh, my God. 
in Truro, Nova Scotia, somebody called you a smooth skin. Yeah, that tracks. You were in, you were in deep Cole Harbor, and somebody called you smooth skin. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> that sounds like a compliment. I mean, no, it's a racial slur against not non ghouls. Yeah. Kalen, you're the host of the show. You're the host of the show. What part of the show are we on? We are actually getting very close to wrapping up. Uh, thank you for bringing it to my attention, Jason. Uh, no, I will tell you, though, we didn't start minutes. just before. No, just hold on. I will say we usually go 10 minutes over, and we didn't actually start the show until about 10 after. Right. Just wanted to put that out there. I want Steve to suffer a little bit more. Because I know that he doesn't like this movie as much as we do. Yeah, it's not that I don't like it. It's that I don't like it as much as you guys. This isn't a dirty work situation where I'm like, this movie's repulsive. Like, I'm like, this movie's fine. It, it has very minimal... It does have a little bit of, like, homophobia in the... Like, that's not about really, as far no. as it goes. But when he calls... You know, the dad calls him a pussy and a homo. It's a little yeah, bit... But, yeah. That was everything. Like that's not homophobia. Yeah. That's just like a like a thirteen year old would say that kind of thing. All right, Steve. Steven, I got yeah. one. Tell tell me. I I know you like this one. When he he calls uh, what's Isle Fisher's character's name? Uh, Denise. Yeah, Denise. Yeah, Denise. He calls Denise. Uh, was it Jonathan answers, and uh, he's like. He's like, uh, he's telling him matches like, okay, you gotta write this down. I was like, yeah. And then he waves his hand in the air. And he's like, are you actually writing this down? Or are you just waving your hand in the air? That was yeah. good. And he goes, I made a note of that. Totally writing it down. Yeah. I'm totally like, writing it down. <laughs> they did have I, a deleted I, scene, so I have, as you can see from this uh, image here, uh, the DVD. And so I enjoyed the commentary and some deleted scenes. They had like a, or extended, I guess. So, or no, an alternate. So for that scene, he's like, are you actually going to tell her or just say it was the wrong number? And then, and then like, because when, when he's done with the phone call, she comes out, I was like, who was it? He was like, wrong number. Wrong number, yeah. <laughs> I like when I, that he was not, yeah. he wasn't as funny in this movie as I hoped he would be because I had forgot that he was in it. And he he played like a, a he played like a like a straight a straight jerk that had yeah. a little some quirks. Well, he didn't have that like point. funny. He wasn't like so over the top that he was funny. He was just a fucking villain, like a like a villain, vil, yeah. like a yeah, villain. That's one of the other issues that I had with the narrative of this movie was that there is no true protagonist or antagonist. It's like they well, have... stepfather. Listen, no, I'm not but, done. I'm not Yeah, done. Steve's going to lay some facts. <laughs> All right, hit me. Hit me with the facts. Um, the issue is that Frank is not enough of an antagonist to be an antagonist, so they had to add an additional antagonist, which is Will Arnett, on ah. top of the antagonist of time. Two half is... antagonists. It's like there's four antagonists all working together to create Who an are the antagonist. Other two? Huh? Who are the other two? Time is one. Time? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Um, there's also the stupidity of all the characters working against them. Uh, okay. He's okay. he's also an antagonist to himself. 
Um, he uh, yeah. he raises a ton of money, and then he has a freak out because everybody's laughing at him, and then he has to give all the money that he had made away again because he couldn't handle his his emotions. So yeah. he's also an anti. I have that problem myself. Yeah, and this is also sort of weirdly a more realistic depiction of life. Um, whereas, like, nobody has a real antagonist in life. Like, you don't have a nemesis in your life. If you well, do, you're probably. Would you say person. it's maybe one of the most perfect movies ever? I, I would. I would never ever say that. <laughs> Uh, I do have several nemesis. Uh, they don't know that they're my nemeses. Um, I wanted to actually bring up something about, since you mentioned Denise a moment ago, there is a huge, and the plot of this movie, there's a huge connecting point to like the Denise character and the finale of the movie post, like all this stuff that's happening right now where he does the jump. Like the jump is, is, is a means to an end to fight the dead. And that is the story. Right, you got to raise the money so the dad can live and get the heart transplant or whatever, ultimate and then punch. they can they can have the ultimate punch. And the reason why he does the ultimate punch is because he had. There's a scene that we didn't talk about. Best where move ever. Denise takes him down to like the lake. It makes total sense that it's British Columbia now because they're fucking clearly. They needed, at a lake. The, they needed the redwoods and they needed yeah. a lake, a tranquil lake. Yeah, so they, they have a real like uh, you know Karate Kid moment where she's like, "I'm gonna teach, I'll teach you some things that you can use on your stepdad," and she fucking like just boom, 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 just does like a bunch of kung fu at him, and he's like, "Oh, I've learned everything." Is, is there a move know? that makes them crap their pants? <laughs> yeah. There is. Yeah, uh, that was I gotta go like now. She's like, "I'm not gonna lie to you, Rod. There is such a move, but I can't teach it to you yet." That but then you fast good. you fast forward all the way to the very end of the movie, and he uses. I would never fast forward through this movie. <laughs> oh god! I'm, for the sake I of wish this I conversation, and not watch it again. <laughs> oh man! I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But he the, he uses the fucking move on on his stepdad, and the stepdad's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And then falls and then credits. And then there's an after credits scene. Did you guys stay yeah. for the after credits? I did. Oh, I I did not. Um, All it is, it's him bowing to his motorcycle. <laughs> it's just like it's just like a big, like wide shot of him. Yeah, of him bowing for like from the side, like just from the side, bowing to his motorcycle. Just I got like two the picture seconds. for the picture. Sweet. I also feel like Ian McShane said it should have said, "You got to be shitting me," when he <laughs> when he fell down. I just feel yeah. like it would have been better but you know i'm not a comedy writer <laughs> you should be because that's uh, 12 out of 10 <laughs> um i don't know i there's a couple things that like i really liked um i liked when he's tasting the jelly beans at the beginning just because that's something yeah. that i used to do um, yeah. i did make a note of that me and my sister used to do that when we were kids we'd get those like where they give you the the little piece of paper to know what jelly beans they are and then we would try and guess it it's just like a, a kid thing, which is also, again, playing into like, oh, they're literally supposed to be children, maybe? Because um, they're doing things that I did when I was a child. They're country kids. They're country yeah. kids. Um, I liked, And no disrespects. Right, yeah. I also liked um, when the irony of him when he's doing the pool jump, and he's like, please let me, don't let me embarrass myself in front of Denise. 
and he's <laughs> at a he's at a local pool on a moped motorized moped with pedals in like a full stuntman gear in front of a bunch of children and he's worried about embarrassing himself in front of her when he's he's just been embarrassing himself the entire time it's, i believe it i totally believe that scene I didn't say I don't believe it. I, I'm saying that I appreciate the irony of somebody worried about embarrassing themselves when they're clearly already very embarrassing for everybody else around them. You're familiar with cringe, right? Me? No. <laughs> I love everything. He's like, he's like, his character is just like a walking cringe mannequin. Like, yeah. a mannequin designed for cringe. An android designed for cringe. You guys don't live like that? No, I, I live on um, the side of I'm, I'm always I, pointing out cringe. Yeah, and I also am severely affected by cringe. So when cringe yep. is happening around me, I'm one of those people that is like, oh, like I can't handle like that. Like yeah, it makes of me the, actually feel yeah. nauseous or like I get hot in my neck and my face. And I'm like, I can't handle But here's it. the thing, Steve. Here's the thing, Steve. You got to fly directly into the sun on this one because what I've done is I've built up a nice cringe layer where it just allows me to see cringe and 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 like identify it i used to i spent a lot of time on the r slash cringe subreddit yeah, uh which i had to get rid of that it was affecting me too much it can be real bad and I think it, it, it ranges cringe? the thing about it is that is andy kaufman cringe did you just ask me that question caitlin well, i'm trying to understand what you guys think is cringe no he invented anti-comedy he's like the precursor like tim and eric and stuff exactly so what are, what are you guys talking about right now? There's a fine line between cringe yeah, and anti-comedy. It's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to, to to define it as well. Like you gotta you gotta be on the other side of cringe to know when you're there. But the line between cringe and funny is it's it can be blurred sometimes. It can be blurred. Like look at the the office is a prime example, and if that show ages, the uh, cringes become bigger. And like the cool beans moment in this movie, I I was like, this doesn't even fit in this movie. This isn't none of this yeah, is what they've been going for this whole time. And but I remember watching that scene originally, and like Steve was saying, like it, it created a whole generation of people who were who were like suddenly saying cool beans as a reference to this movie. But cool yeah. beans is like you know I said cool beans before this movie. Unironically, I was just like cool yeah, beans. Yeah, it wasn't the phrase was created for the movie, but the movie Stop created. This a generation of people who use it unironically and some people probably still say it and don't even realize that they're quoting this movie anymore like it's now just so ingrained into like their vocabulary that they've forgotten where they started saying cool beans from a lot of people probably started saying it from this movie but that scene like it's clearly one of those things where they filmed the two of them saying cool beans in different ways for probably like an hour maybe you know half an hour 45 minutes to an hour and then they took a bunch of the little segments of them saying cool beans and edited yeah. it into a song and like they're doing weird faces and like bean bean beans or whatever. <laughs> like, okay. But the thing is it's like perfect. Tim and Eric Tim and Eric around the same time did a lot of, of of those little moments where they would just edit Yeah. You know like, but it, like it a worked. DJ scratching a record. But it works on its own because when you go into a Tim and Eric show or sketch, you you, you know that you're watching something that's an intentionally anti-comedy. It's you're you're laughing at the fact that how not funny it is. You're not laughing at how cringy it is. You're laughing at how far it strays. Okay, from... I have a, I have a good example of what cringe is. It's one of the first examples of like me realizing like, oh, this is 
supposed to be funny. Like the people making it thought this was so funny, but it's so bad that it's like the antithesis of what humor is supposed to be. And I feel uncomfortable watching it. And it was a video like that came out where they made a music video of spoofing the song Man Eater. Um, you know, that's like, oh, here she comes. She's a man eater. It's that song, but they oh, changed oh, it to oh, Death oh, Eater, and it's like a oh, person oh, dressed up like Snape and like um, the, uh, whatever the what's the bad guy's name? Voldemort. He who shall not I, be uh, bring it, bring Harry Potter into the equation, and I hate it immediately. Well, the thing is, is that like I've seen things that are funny involving Harry Potter, and this was meant to be funny, and I saw it, and I was watching it, and I was like, I can't finish this because it's yeah. making me so uncomfortable that these people somewhere in the world made this and are like, we're so funny, upload to the internet. And like, you know, yeah, yeah. explode and it's like, cringe, 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 cringe. <laughs> the whole world cringed at it. And I guess to answer your question, Caitlin, a lot of cringe is somebody trying very hard to be funny or doing something that they think is extremely funny and not getting the reaction that they want. Like the the, the whole is plot it of possible the Joker that movie, cringe is subjective? That he was cringe. Uh, sure, absolutely. Yeah. But however, I will say that cringe is subjective in so much that we can all agree on what cringe is. So it's not as subjective as like regular comedy. But a, a majority of people can see something cringy and be like, "That's fucking cringe." Whether it affects you. Or not, that's where the subjectivity, is that a word, comes in, you know? Yo, every word's made up. Does that, uh, that's true. Every word Does that make sense? Made up, but also Jason's subjectivity is a word that we recognize as a real word. Perfect. So do you see what <laughs> Yo, I mean, though? Like, on the Scrabble board, you just got like 55 points. I don't even know how Scrabble works. I mean, it's high, it would be a high point because it would be like a seven or eight letter word. But that's that's what I'm trying to say. Like, you can print, you can agree with everybody that something is cringe, but you can't agree with everybody that, some, that something is funny. You will have three people on a podcast appreciate a movie in different ways, comedy-wise, but we can all agree that, you know, things are cringe but how much it affects us on a cringe scale. There's a cringe scale. There's a, not really a comedy scale. That's my opinion, which also is just my opinion, hey, which okay. is subjective. You know, <laughs> yeah, all opinions, just like comedy, are subjective, and it's, it depends on your mind space. Like, I could watch this movie two weeks from now, be in a completely different mind space, and think that it is absolutely hilarious, which I yeah. did the first time I watched it. And I want yeah. to underline the fact that I do not dislike this movie. I do like it. I thought there were lots of moments in it that made me laugh. But there are lots of things that just don't work for me anymore. And I don't think that they ever will. Um, I think we're almost at, in behind Jason, if this is the movie right now, I think we're almost at the uh, the final little end credit snippet. Allow so what I'll say, Kalen, what I'll say, Kalen, is I fast forward this movie to 27 minutes in, leaving an hour left. So if I was hosting this episode, I would, I would, I would bring us to the to the final thoughts portion. I was trying to, I was gonna bring us to the final thoughts, but first I wanted to acknowledge the end credit thing. But then we talked over it. Uh, well, no, no it's I gonna happen it. right now. No, it's oh, already it happened. Oh. It already happened. We it's were talking. Fine. He bows at his motorcycle. Who fucking cares? I was, about to, <laughs> I was about to make this episode was about to be perfectly enclosed. <laughs> 
or whatever. And then we talked about enclosing it, and now it's gone. But I digress. Uh, we are starting to get to the end of uh, what we like to do here, uh, talk about movies, uh, intru introduce you guys to movies that, you know, maybe you've never seen them before. You're like, oh, that sounds interesting. Let me check it out. Ah, thanks for telling me about that movie. <laughs> uh, who, let's see. So I get to, I get to, I'm going to, I'm going to, who shall I start with to wrap things up? Are you guys <laughs> raising your eyebrows at me trying to win my attention? Uh, <laughs> should I go last? Yeah, it's still the Kalen's Cavalcade of Stunted Comedies or whatever. Yeah, this is your oh, last actually, movie right. of, the, of the month, man. This is the, this is the uh, cherry on the cake or whatever. This is the final. This is <laughs> the end the of cake. our Stunted Comedies. <laughs> yeah, the old fang. <laughs> it's the ice cream on the cake. <laughs> <laughs> it's the old mochaccino on the pie. And See, that was cringe. That was cringe, and that was an intentional cringe, but you can all agree that it was cringe, right? Oh, yeah. it was like, but is an intentional cringe funny, then? Oh, for fuck's sake. We're going to be here all night if we try to yeah, crack this chestnut. Yeah, you know what's a we really good combo? We should do a whole separate discussion about cringe comedy and talk about Yo, it. Yo, stick around for the after show, folks, where we try to talk about cringe. Nope. <laughs> uh, I got to work in the morning. <laughs> e. Uh, <laughs> Um, so the way that my cameras are positioned, Steve, let's hear from you first. What's okay. your final thoughts about the movie and where do you stand with it? Um, I mean, I think I've made it clear throughout that um, there was a time where I really enjoyed this movie and times that, you know, came after it where I watched I rewatched it a few times and I always laughed throughout um, this particular viewing. I didn't laugh as much as I had in the past, um, but that doesn't mean that I didn't enjoy bits and pieces of it and appreciate bits and pieces of it. One thing that I took away from this movie is that Danny McBride is maybe playing the same character that he plays in Tropic Thunder. In, in every single movie, movie ever? No, in a specifically Tropic Thunder where he's a pyro technician and he's like blowing things up. And I'm like, what? he's maybe just the evolution. Maybe this is what he did character. before that. Also, Danny McBride, classically trained actor. He's a very good writer. He knows what he's doing. He just plays like a weirdo in most movies that he's in because he's very funny. Um, yeah. But uh, my my issues with the movie are very semantic, and like I can talk about them. But at the end of the day, like if you think the movie's funny, you're gonna think the movie's funny, and it's up for you to decide. And I can sit here and tell you all the reasons that certain jokes don't work for me, but. It doesn't matter if they don't work for me because it's about if they work for you. Um, I prefer clever, funny dialogue in my comedies as opposed to randomness and physical, like, beat-em-up kind of stuff. Like, a lot of the comedy in this movie is reliant on having very action-y type uh, violence, which it's not that it doesn't work for me. Like, I love that leg sweep at the beginning when Ian McShane, like, sweeps um Andy Samberg's legs out from under him I also really enjoyed those two fights between the two of them I thought they were very funny but um at the end of the day most of my yucks came from small segments of dialogue that was leading into something that's considered a bit 
So I'm like, oh, it's like the little gaps between the the bigger pieces, like the cool beans moments and like the um, I like to party moments. Those are the things that really kind of shined for me uh, in terms of humor. Um, Story-wise, super simple. I, you know, you're not going to get invested in the story of this movie. And if you do get invested in the story of this movie, then I don't know what to talk. I don't know what to tell you, man. Simple Samuel. Steven, ladies and gentlemen, Steven. Yeah. That was very diplomatic. Um, so I'm going to give this a 2.5. I would watch it again to be interested in my own reaction at a later date to see if I would increase or decrease. Is my... I is my is my uh, my comedic value going to change in a direction that makes me think this is more funny later or less funny? I don't know. Like, like you know, your your sensibilities change over time, and sometimes they're going to go in one direction or the other. So, I would can be I interested sign to up watch for that viewing now. Can I? Can I personally? Can I pencil myself in for that viewing when it comes? Yeah, up we please? should do a reaction. We can do a reaction where I watch it with you two instead of Brian and Ryan. Like they had they had reactions to certain things. In this, movie that maybe like when, maybe when we ryan do a commentary like, when ryan was like i would have preferred to see him go through different biomes like that's very <laughs> that's very funny and a, and a good observation i would have liked to see that as well um thank you steven you should clap at me it's kind of rude <laughs> oh what that's i didn't mean it like that okay it's just very loud it sounds add... like you're telling me to shut up uh, no i the <laughs> He's hosting. <laughs> I'm trying to. He has a very hosting. particular style. I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm trying to do like a. It. it I, when and I heard it came out that way. Horn that I'm gonna pull, and I'll be like, "All right, yeah. that was Jason." Play him off keyboard, cat. Do 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 There could be an element of that to it, but I don't mean it in that way. I'm. Uh, and this is. I'm not offended. Recording I'm not right offended. now. I'm not offended. <laughs> It, he's learning nuance. He's learning the nuance of hosting. It's, it takes a little. It takes a minute. You know what? <laughs> I might have. Uh, I might have. Um, uh, like I might have something. Like a ADD starter pistol. Or something. <laughs> oh no! Well, I didn't know you meant like a. Okay, I I have ADHD. There's nothing to be ashamed of. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm just. Uh, I apologize if uh, my mannerisms uh, aren't up to snub. No, it's all good. It's okay. I was I was just it's, joking. Also, yeah. it was mostly because it was very loud in my my ear, like because you slapped near the mic, so it like really it was very to loud. to make it to make it fair. I'm gonna clap for Jason as well, if that's okay. Okay, that will make it fair. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to make this short and sweet because I pretty much went over at the top of the show, but I love this movie. Uh, it's very similar um, to me for uh, for that. As Kind of lost my train of thought there. What I meant to say is stepbrother, it goes like, it goes like basketball, stepbrothers, hot rod. It's like my, probably my top three, like this kind of comedy specifically, like, Raunch, kind of raunchy, but like kind of like random and weird. Um, I think if I, if I want to, if I would, I'd like to make a, a movie recommendation to both of you because of this movie, and that's uh, Tim and Eric's billion dollar movie. If you've never seen it, already been uh, there. Okay, I've been so there. I'm you, a billionaire. <laughs> I'm a billionaire. Yo, business. I sell Go goat business. swords even better. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it kind of felt like that this time because there's, I think there's been a longer time between the last time I saw Hot Rod and now. I am pretty sure I saw it three years ago, but like, I just, I really enjoyed it and I, I will always really enjoy it because like I said, it's like that comfort, <laughs> that sort of comfort food. Yeah, I think we, we kind of called uh, Benny and June, it's like a, a sick movie where you can you can sit down yeah. when, you, when you have a cold and put it on and it makes you feel a little bit better. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm, I'm just gonna, like, I pretty much, if you listen to this episode, I, I feel like I gave most of my, my thoughts on it. The scene that wasn't as long as I thought it was, was the acid scene. I thought that went on for, like, longer, and the scene, right. I didn't, like, the cool bean scene was way too long, even though it was literally, and it was a bit cringe, but I do remember enjoying, I do, that did give me, a, like, a sense memory of back when this movie came out, being like, oh, everybody says cool beans now because of this thing. But I'm going to give it a four out of five, honestly, and that's, you know, that's totally subjective, that's totally my opinion, but I feel very strongly about a 4.5 because I would put this movie up against any other one of these kinds of comedies. And I, I, I probably would like this equally or better than a lot of these sort of late night comedies as they're called on Netflix. Yeah. Clap watch me your up, boss, man. Gentlemen, watch your ear balls. Jason, you didn't do it Thank nearly you. as close to the mic that time. <laughs> I tried. Well, I tried to take your uh, constructive criticism into uh, uh, account. Well, I appreciate it. Um, and as we draw to a close, I love this movie. I love it a lot. It's. It has. It. I. My like I my style is just the whole random Ooh look it's a bee. Like just out of nowhere, just things like whatever. Like it that I I love it. 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 Uh I will agree with what Jason said earlier, where when trying to analyze it, uh made me lose a little bit of uh joy or whatever. Uh you know, enjoyment while watching it. Um but I still, the, 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 the moments that I love, I still love. If you guys out there have never seen it, you should definitely at least give it a watch. For anyone who has seen it, you know what I'm talking about. And you love it. And watch it again as much as you want. I am going to be crazy tonight. And I'm going to give it 15 successfully jumped buses out of uh, 20. That's, you know... We don't really – the scale is only because I made up the scale. So if you want to come up with your own scale, that's perfectly fine. Um, and 15 out of 20, I think that works out to like a 75% or something. You know what? At, yeah. when, at, when I started to think about it, I'm like, no, just wait. I don't like that. See, wait, when you, when it, you want it to be a little bit higher? He crashed. He didn't actually jump. He crashed into the buses. But He did clear the 15 buses, loud, though. I, like I give it uh... – Four partially resuscitated stuntmen out of five. One of them died. He didn't make it. <laughs> I'm gonna give so it a therefore... five. I'm gonna give it a five. I'm actually gonna give it wow. a five. I'm gonna be crazy. We're we're Oops. wrapping up November. We're wrapping up stunted comedies. We're gonna uh, transition into. Do you guys want to share the uh, title of well. our next our next uh, sequence? 
Yeah. Spooky Christmas, where we only do horror movies again. <laughs> and, this, and the same ones as Halloween. Yeah, You're just going to have to stay tuned to find out, ladies and gentlemen. On that note, for uh, Jason and Steve. Wait, no, we're I... going to tell them what we're doing for real. What? Okay, no. It's 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 Christmas movies that are they Christmas movies? It's called oh, subverted. No. It's called subverted seasons greetings. Subverted beatings. What? Uh, what? Subverted <laughs> seasons greetings. I love it. Do the thing again, Kaylin. You were on a roll. Hadouken. <laughs> and on that note, thank you for joining us. Come back next week uh, for Jason and Steven. I'm Kellen. For Kaylin and Steven, I'm Jason. That's how fast you're supposed to do it. <laughs> Jason, for Kaylin, I am Steven. And uh, I just got to ask. Hey. Did you see this one? Hey, did you see this one? I did. I saw it. Hey, did you see this one? No. No more. Just once. (laughs) You got to do it more than one time. (laughs) Hey, did you hot? For Kaylin and Steven, I'm Kaylin. For Steven and Steven, I'm Steven. For Kaylin and Steve, I'm Kaylin. I'm Kaylin. You got to end it. You're the host. You got to end it. You want me to do it? Oh, I you have, have to. to. I have to. <laughs> don't forget to save it and don't forget to put an image on. Okay, everyone. I'm not going to delete the episode. The do not delete episode. the episode. I will quit this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. I swear I won't. Here we go. Okay, bye. Wish me luck. Cross your fingers and toes. Episode deleted. <laughs> <laughs>